0: I'm CJ,
1: and this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes,
0: the podcast where two friends break down the movies of the Wizarding World in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, that's you, me, and your silent best friend Jaden. <laughs> Let's do
0: this. I wasn't gonna say anything because, uh-huh. but you know, I'm over it. It's a... I'm
1: over it. It's, I've accepted that she's part of our. She's our silent. She's my silent partner, and that's that's fine. It's fine.
0: Anyway, I hi. feel like you guys are like hanging out without me, but we'll get into that later.
1: <laughs> anyway, hi. How's it
0: going? <coughs> hi, it's good. How are you? Bless you. Goodness.
1: I'm good. I'm, uh, we're working through this movie and like we're working through it, but the more we're into it, the more I'm just, I, there's just more, there's always more to notice and more to pick <laughs> apart. And this chunk is just kind of no different. So I'm excited to hear what you have.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was glossing over things. Like my notes are just as long as they usually are, but there were moments that I'd like skip back to see something again and I'd be like, oh, I should write about, I can't write about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Even like 10 minutes at a time, I'm still like skipping over things. Or it was was things that like I know we've talked about before, like little knickknacky things in uh, Hagrid's hut. It's like, well. We've kind of discussed that.
1: I was just happy to be back in Hagrid's hut, though. Again, like when we opened up back in that scene, I was like, "Oh, right. Oh, good. <laughs> it's comfortable there."
0: It is. Okay. But, uh, let's 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 just see. Let's see where this takes us. <laughs> okay. We're picking up this week mid scene. Uh, we left off last week as um, Slughorn and Hagrid were drinking a toast to Aragog. And drinking more and more this week sorry i only had one quick note here about this
1: scene i said do we think hagrid's actually in this scene anymore because he's real I mean, still when he's laying back I'm there's like, just...
0: something there who knows and thought that we really see is a hand
1: right and all i could think was i think i have seen like behind the scenes where he gets into a suit so i think they just left the suit propped up there and focused in on slughorn because you don't see Hagrid
0: like move breathe anything <laughs> i mean props Good for him. He's like, and yeah, I'm out. You guys finish this scene. Bye-bye. So Haggard has passed the fuck out and Harry is guilting Slughorn into giving him the real memory that Dumbledore is after. He explains that it was his mother's sacrifice that saved his life. He's finally coming out of his like dopey mania that we complained about all of last episode. That has occupied like his entire personality since he took the Felix Felices.
1: Like I said, Harry sobered up finally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like suddenly he's a normal person again. Harry continues saying that he is in fact the chosen one and it is his destiny to defeat Voldemort. He pleads with Slughorn to be brave like my mother. I don't know what that pronunciation was, but we're rolling with it. Slughorn finally concedes and he begs Harry not to think poorly of him. Saying you have no idea what he was like even then slughorn lifts his wand to his temple grimaces and extracts the memory moving it to a vial we've had this conversation before i think we see in movie four dumbledore r- remove a memory and yeah we've kind of been like does it hurt because like everyone seems to make a little like face yeah pinches like, in or something
1: like it's a it's an inconvenience or a scratch or something The detail I did appreciate, though, is that he had the vial handy, and we did actually set that up in the prior scene when he goes, "Old potion master's habit of having vials on him." I'm like, "Oh,
0: well done." Yeah, that was cute. Good. Um, Harry can't resist his obsession with touching people's hands, (laughs) and he (laughs) reaches out to study Slughorn's hand as he uh, drops the memory into the vial. Boy tell me i'm wrong
1: you're not and that's what's upsetting i'm thinking about it I'm like should we just go back through all these movies and just do a, a count <laughs> for every time he does creepily touch somebody's hand unwarranted yes, that'll yeah. be
0: available on the patreon
1: ah along with our places to fuck rap good.
0: good yes yes mm-hmm. we're gonna have to start at different tiers it's fine from there we jump immediately to dumbledore's office where we see him standing next to harry emptying the vial into the pensive mm-hmm. we dive in and we are back in slughorn's office we're all over the place here
1: but this is a different office, I'm pretty sure, because he complained at the beginning of the movie, I don't want my old water closet of, a, of an office. I'm like, even though he made that statement, I'm like, this is a nice office, too.
0: It is. It's it very is. It's um, We dive in. We're back in Slughorn's office. As I said, we're at the good old boys meeting where he's grooming a group of 16 year olds. (sighs) Listen back to that episode. Yikes! Andrea's favorite prop, the sentient hourglass comes into focus and the sand stops inside indicating that the conversation is intriguing. Can't
1: can't talk
0: about it. Can't talk about it. Available for purchase on (laughs) wizardingworld.com. The conversation continues as we remember, but this time instead of turning into Charlie Brown's teacher, At the mention of horcrux tom first introduces us to the term uh i gotta stop for just a second and give credit to frank delane's performance here because i think he really does capture what i imagined young tom to be like he's careful he's calm he's very clearly in control didn't mean all of that alliteration to be (laughs) there but i love it so here we are um, he lies and tells Slughorn that he came across the term when reading mm-hmm. and he didn't understand it. He's manipulating information out of him. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a well-written scene and I think it's a well-performed scene.
1: By both of them. I really liked yes. it. I like how genuinely yes. concerned Slughorn gets. It's, it's a good scene.
0: Yes. Agreed. hundred percent. Slughorn is definitely uncomfortable. He gives off some, like, I'm a cool mom energy. At first. And so he goes, well, yes. And so he goes ahead and he explains a horcrux as an object in which a person has concealed part of their soul. Tom pushes for more information. And Slughorn goes on to explain that by doing this, the person can never die as a piece of them is protected, removed from the vessel that is their human body. It's at this point that Tom takes a step forward, which is obviously a power dynamic moment, but then Mm -hmm. he also turns away from Slughorn and you could see a couple of reasons behind that to you know, maybe mask his eagerness or his interest. It's an interesting choice because we've just said this conversation is so intriguing that it has stopped the sand in the hourglass, but now you're not making eye contact anymore. Because he's
1: trying to be almost like nonchalant now.
0: Yes, it's there's a an... lot of nonverbal communication happening here. And I think it's just it's it's a really beautiful scene.
1: It is. I think I do like this scene a lot too, because at one point the facade does kind of drop for half a second. Slughorn's like, I think you already know the answer. Like, why are we dancing around this? Like, you technically already know what you're talking about and now I'm catching on to it. Then he kind of pulls back. He's like, but we're just, this is hypothetical, right? Cool. <laughs> like he he has just this beautiful, like genuine concern and kind of like, but then the facade is dropped and then it goes back on. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a really well acted scene. And then the biggest thing that I noticed today, because again, I'm, I'm going to be petty for you. I've never noticed the detail on Slughorn's bow tie. It's a really cute little bow tie. It's like a a very, I don't know, it's like a nice pattern. And then the cut of Tom's suit. We love a lot of like cut, like triangular angles in this movie, I noticed. Remember Mm -hmm. we talked about the twins, the creepy twins at Slughorn's party. I said they look like dragon fruit because their dresses had like little spikes that came off of them. Yeah,
0: interesting. And the
1: McGonagall has that dress that has little spikes kind of on the shoulder pads.
0: Yes. So, I remember.
1: We, so we're doing a lot of triangular kind of cut angles. Just the wardrobe is just beautiful in this movie. I just was really happy with it. That made me, but then again, like you said, but yet Harry, Ron, Hermione, nobody's in dress robes or their
0: school robes ever. We're just- No, they're just at a constant ugly sweater party. Uh, ugh, sad. I don't talk about it. True. Um. So blah, blah, blah. We know what happens here. You got to kill somebody in order to do this. Murder is what is required. Thomas staring into the fire. He's continuing the conversation carefully again, but obviously eager. He's asking how it's accomplished and if someone can do it just once, or if perhaps seven is the. And he's cut off. What? What is seven? What is seven? Because you know, if you read the book, the end of that statement is Isn't seven the most powerful magical number? But they cut that line right. from this section. So. Nobody understands the significance of seven. Seven pops up all over the fucking place in these books. Like it's, yeah. she used it for through a through line. There are seven seven books, seven years at Hogwarts. There are seven players on a Quidditch team. There are seven Weasley children. There are like, it's over and over and over and over again, you will find the number seven. Mm-hmm. um, And you don't understand the significance of it because, well, unless you've read the books, of course because they don't finish this line <laughs> yeah that's dumb we were right there
1: and this this movie is actually doing a better job i think than most of the movies of staying true to the book and like true book conversations and true book explanations i feel like it's yes, doing I a better job it. minus the weasley fire which we will not discuss ever again
0: um no that was gone and forgotten
1: that's gone and forgotten but yeah so for them to like cut stop right there it's like no no, no you just had one more <laughs> you were so close
0: And I get it. Like Slughorn is jumping in to say seven people like to. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Trash. And actually that would be six people to split your soul seven times or into seven pieces, but whatever. There is a flashing neon sign here where tom is fiddling with the ring on the middle finger of his left hand Uh, if squibs didn't notice it the first time through the first time we saw the scene they should now have made the connection which we'll confirm in just a moment that this is the ring that we saw dumbledore put into his desk drawer earlier slughorn is appropriately horrified by the suggestion of seven and tries to confirm that the conversation is for educational purposes the writing here is so clever i really cannot praise this scene enough and i didn't realize that i loved it but um tom replies that it will be their little secret and that reply is just it confirms slughorn's fears that this is not in fact academic and also confirms to slughorn that tom knows he should not have given him that information
1: and also, you like, just made me realize something that I didn't realize before. I remember thinking, like, why is Dumbledore so freaked out when he sees this memory? It's because he's now discovering that Tom thought this was a secret. Or, like, maybe Tom was even, remember we talked about, like, he has, like, kind of ringing voice that he, when he was in the book, when he was talking to Dumbledore, he says, tell the truth. So maybe even mm-hmm. in saying this, he's saying, it's our little secret, as in, like, you're not going to tell anybody. No one else is going to ever know about this. So that's why Dumbledore is yeah. so freaked, because, oh, shit. Oh, didn't realize that until yeah. this moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that line just carries with it so many, so much weight. Yeah, so much weight because, mm. like you said, it's him saying you're not gonna tell anyone you told me this.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. Because I remember you're thinking, "You're my little I've, bitch I've watched... now, basically." <laughs> <laughs> well, I have watched this like several times, and I've never understood like where dumbledore's is. Like, give me a second. And he needs to sit down. I'm like, all right, I know it's information that you needed, but this is quite the reaction now it kind of makes
0: sense more okay cool hmm. so you back in dumbledore's office as you were saying harry starts but dumbledore cuts him off he's visibly shaken by the information that they've just received i think that this was too much because in the books like he already knows yeah that there are horcruxes he already know and uh, he here too so his reaction here is really to finding out how many of them there are, and how yeah. far they still have to go, right?
1: It could also be that too. Like I've had an inkling that these things mean more than I thought they did. They are horror cruxes. I just didn't know how many there were. Yeah, there's a. It's it is a weird like like I said like a like a, he's gotten slapped in the face with information. And it's like, but you had an inkling. This was the thing that you were missing. And when he was doing that whole. It was not movie, even right? an
0: inkling like he knew he knew he already destroyed one of the horcruxes like he knew what it was and this just isn't dumbledore in the books this no. isn't dumbledore
1: shocked by anything Dumbledore. he does take
0: sure. right he does take a minute i believe in the book I, and i didn't look it up like i should have but mm-hmm. he does take a minute and think about it but it's not like
1: i'm this, gonna pass out <laughs> yeah this reaction um can we talk about something very important though in this scene if you're looking yeah. over Harry's shoulder, you can see uh-huh. Professor Professor Spam, Professor Spammington is still yes, there. Yes, <laughs> he is still
0: there. <laughs>
1: that's how that's so thought please. of you. Please. That's
0: cute. So Harry gives him a moment and then he starts in questioning again. Dumbledore explains that Horcruxes can be anything. He pulls out the ring and the diary while he catches Harry up on his theory. Book bitch here, look, I know I need to let stuff like this go, (laughs) but this ring does not get the story that it deserves.
1: It doesn't. And I was going to ask you, how do you feel about the ring itself in this movie? It's not what I ever envisioned.
0: I imagined it being much less grand. Yeah. Like it's very ornate.
1: And I was picturing round, like a big round black stone. Same. Because they even say like when it opens up later, this looks like a raised up, Almost like it's supposed to look like a gem in the center. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a
0: it doesn't... pyramid shape. There are yeah. your triangles again.
1: Oh, huh? but I, yeah, and I don't I didn't like it as much. I was like, I don't know. This doesn't feel like what I, again, but like we're bitching because we love the book so much. We have this idea in our head of what the book should what we've read in the book should be represented in the movie and it's not best. Yeah. Like
0: firstly, I will and the story. That's what I want. I don't really give a shit what the ring looks like. Okay, fine. I'm willing to accept that that's going to be somebody else's interpretation of it. But like, firstly, it never belonged to Voldemort's mother, Merope. Nope. Sure. Didn't. Oh, he does say that, doesn't he? There's a whole damn saga of memories that tell the tale of Dumbledore acquiring that ring that we just don't get to see.
1: I was going to say, and for something that's kind of really important, because we see Voldemort wearing it, we see that Voldemort it's has des- a destroyed It's literally a
0: fucking it. hollow. Yeah. Like, not only is it a Horcrux, it's also a hollow. Yeah. That. And he just, like, Dumbledore just pushes it across the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like... Because we do, I did. I was excited about this, because we do actually get finally an, an illusion as to what happened to Dumbledore's hand.
0: Well, right, but not really. That was the other thing I was going to say about this. Like, he holds up his hand, like, not easily <laughs> destroyed either. And it's like, what? What happened? What happened? What happened?
1: Yeah. That's we a don't... good
0: point. We get a No! Because well,
1: I think you and I bitched earlier in our season about, like, we never even find out. We really don't. This is all we get. It's difficult to destroy. That's why my hand is black. Anyway. I feel okay. like- Again, but back to what we were talking about with the ring, like, if that is such a pivotal kind of part of this movie and showing us the connection between Voldemort and now this ring or whatever, tell us about the ring. Tell us the backstory. Make that the third memory in this movie. We only get two. Why can't we have a third?
0: Yeah, I hate it. Anyway, Dumpy explains that they could be anything, anywhere, and now we know that there could be as many as seven of them. But if we find and destroy all of them we can take down Voldemort for good do you like how i just joined the group all of a sudden suddenly i'm saying we uh i'm cool <laughs> <laughs> apparently i'm part of this uh harry oh, reaches voice. out and touches the ring and it starts spinning like a little top and we get these little flashes we have to talk about the flashes voldemort at different points
1: this is the same person I mean, that was in charge of harry's nightmares in 5 I sure was <laughs> right cuz i even wrote it down i'm like wait 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 I had to slow it down today. I'm like, I'm sorry. So real quick, it's the ring starts spinning and there's these flashes and like an overarching yell. And I said, it's young Tom Riddle that we just saw in the memory throwing his head back screaming. Um, Then we flash to his rocks on the windows ledge from the orphanage. Then we go back to young creepy Tom staring from the orphanage. Then we get flashed the picture of the cave. Then flash to adult Voldemort, Voldemort just looking menacing, which I feel like a stock footage from five because he's not in this movie. And then uh back to the ring and then harry does the neck crack thing that he did from five i'm like i hate this i feel like somebody from five came <laughs> and it was like you know what you should do here's a little footage here's a little here's a little trick for you every time that you want to have like a spooky flashback or a spooky incident just do a bunch of flashes of this random shit." okay ready go
0: <laughs> yeah i don't like it but dumbledore delivers a line here uh kind of in the middle of that or that happens in the middle of it where he says magic especially dark magic leaves traces and I've you just mentioned this and I've never really clocked before that Harry does his weird little possessed neck thing Mm -hmm. here yeah and like is this a hint at the big reveal at the end that he is himself a horcrux is this like yes. Dumbledore steps around the desk next, so that he's closer to Harry, and he's got this very inquisitive look on his face. Like is Dumbledore putting it together in that moment? Like, yes. 100%. oh, this is what I'm seeing.
1: And it's fucked up because I I liked the double meaning of, and I think I found another one. He means Harry, but he's yeah. telling Harry. But I uh, another one in a cave. But he's at that moment having the, a double realization, like of I think I found another one. And you could come with me, or like not even a realization, but a double meaning of. And I found another one. It's fucking you. Meat it's sack. fucking you. Meat
0: sack? Yeah. Yeah, wild. Mm-hmm. Harry asks if that's where Dumbledore has been going when he leaves the school to find the Horcruxes. And Dumbledore not only confirms, but he invites him along to collect yeah. the next one mm-hmm. because he cannot do it alone. So naturally, he's going to take a 16 year old.
1: And one that he's plotting his death anyway, so if he dies, eh. Yeah,
0: yeah. He really was just out here using Harry for years. It's fine. So up in the Astronomy Tower, overlooking the grounds on what's maybe the next day, maybe next week. Completely unclear how much time has passed. No idea. It was the middle of the night, the last we saw them. Middle of the night, and now suddenly it's sunset. Sure. Who knows? Uh, Snape is having a go at Dumbledore. Asking if he ever thinks that he asks too much. Snape's being a whiny little bitch, blah, blah, blah. He's obviously incredibly upset, but Dumbledore is having none of it, and he dismisses him pretty quickly. Harry overhears part of it on the stairway before Snape comes rumbling down past him and gives him a menacing look. Harry joins Dumbledore.
1: No, not just a menacing look. It's a stop, stare, stare, stare. So it's way oh, too it's long. Not that long. It's way to, to, to me today. I was like, this is way too long. They're gonna be the stop, look, glare, and the move on. He stops, glares, 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 and then leaves. I'm like, this is too long. It's too long of like a weird stand up for no reason. And He's again, like we talked about of
0: feelings, okay.
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is he is he just looking for somebody to be mad at because he's mad at Dumbledore secretly? Is he thinking about Lily when he looks at Harry in this moment? Is he, are we just, again, we don't flesh out really what Snape is like. So we're just, he's just dry and mad. Like I said, he's just dry and mad in that other episode where I was like, I don't know. We don't really know much about Snape's personality except mad. Doesn't like Harry. Yeah. yeah okay. But I just feel like this was too long and awkward.
0: Twas a bit. Strange. Thank you. Harry joins Dumbledore, and we get another one of these weird ass fatherly chats about how Harry needs a shave. <sighs> Just why? Tell me the story about the ring. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care about Harry going through pre puberty.
1: Well, like I said, it's like we're trying to inject a relationship in this last movie of like Harry and Dumbledore. Aren't they so fun? And they're little adventures yeah, that it's have never just making happened. making it more
0: dramatic when he loses him. I get it, I get, but I, I still that, think it's stupid.
1: Correct. I said the same thing I think last time about Sirius. We'll be a proper family yes, someday. I'm we're like, trying we really to, seen yeah, we're your trying to make a
0: relationship that doesn't exist. That one, I will say, also doesn't exist in the book. <laughs> like, Harry meets Sirius twice and is like,
1: Wrote oh, to each God, other, daddy issues. they
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> they wrote to each other at least, and at least like in the books, he and Dumbledore do have like a better relationship. Relationship like in the movies, you really don't get that. You don't get that feeling between them. It just
0: feels no, empty because we cut these sessions in the book. There are many, many of them, yes. and instead in the movie we have two of them.
1: There's also that like, it, and they it could have just been more like heartfelt and warm. Like I know you can do this, Harry. I believe in you. Or that time when he's mad at Harry because Harry doesn't get Slytherin memory. Like. Any sort of development of this relationship would have been appreciated and it just kinda isn't. So when he's like, You need to shave, my friend, I'm like, Gross, stop talking about his personal appearance. <laughs> Are you fucking Hermione? Stop it. No, stop. Just <laughs> just be his fake father figure and let's move on.
0: Okay? Just be his father figure and let's move on. Yeah. Side note though, I never paid attention to the word that he used, probably because I was irritated oh, with him neglecting the story about the ring but i love that term mawkishness I do too. it means the quality of showing emotion or love in an awkward or silly way yeah which is and not really... only very apropos but a very characteristic choice to demonstrate dumbledore's eloquence it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about him in the books and i don't think it really carries over into the films it like, he's certainly so does incredibly not. like beautifully well spoken in the books
1: he's much more confident in the books too like he's he's confident he's cool he's collected he's so wise and so just not bothered and like in the movies Did it's you push your they of fire? <laughs> absolutely anyway uh, can we talk about the next line where he says you still look the same to me
0: oh uh, i was just gonna move on because i was really sick of this conversation no,
1: i don't like it and i'm gonna comment on it real quick but i, I never liked this when he goes you still look the same to me sir he's like you're unfailingly kind and like no, he's saying you've always looked old to me. Like you've
0: always looked the same because you've always been old to me. Like it's not yeah, a kind. You've always been over one hundred years old as long as I've known you. Right, you've like, literally been a hundred years old.
1: It's not a compliment. You're so kind. I'm like, nah. No, nah, he's saying you just look the same. Like you don't change to me. <laughs> That's not a
0: compliment. I didn't like Which it. Which is true for kids, parents, like adults don't change correct they are the same forever correct anyway i hope so because i knew a lot of students when i was in my 20s i hope i look that good now you absolutely Anyway, you still look the same to me <laughs> same
1: Thanks,
0: <mate>. dumbledore <laughs> segues into an explanation that their journey tonight is incredibly dangerous and he makes harry give him his word that he will obey him no matter what if he tells him to hide hide if he tells him to run run leave me save yourself etc harry hesitates but acquiesces i can use cool words too Mm. dumbledore offers his arm we have a silly exchange about privilege and the two of them disapparate i don't really even want to talk about that because i think it made more so much more sense for them to go down to hogsmaid than i just have this whole thing about okay whatever
1: it's it's right back to the line in the beginning of the movie after all this time i just kind of go with it (laughs) when you're me this is one of the perks of being me i'm like none of this what? is real like none of, the, of this I just, is real remember? i have an all caps that's not how any of this happens
0: <laughs> yeah i don't okay i get it they're trying to streamline it great they didn't have to come up here they could have jumped to hogsmaid instead of the astronomy tower but then he couldn't argue with snake whatever
1: and re- remember madame rosemary is dead
0: oh so. <laughs> i forgot Not <laughs> a she's dead yeah. So we find them then having reappeared atop a jagged rock a bit off the coast of a cliff face.
1: Can we talk about that real quick too? I go, why are they so far away? <laughs> Is it just like for effect?
0: Yeah, I think it has to be.
1: Because I mean, right. we know that it's that's, cool.
0: that's accurate to the book that they're just off of, but it's much closer. I've always imagined it being much closer because they swim from it into Correct. the cave.
1: They swim like into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this I was so really far bummed
0: oh goodness that we didn't get to see that like the book Let's describes see. Dumbledore jumping into the sea and doing a perfect breaststroke I'm like <laughs> that is what I want to see
1: yes oh I love that the um the one thing I'm going to say for this movie as a whole and I will probably say it every episode the music right now
0: Yes, the, the journey score the is cave. very pretty
1: Ugh. it's a beautiful actually watching this today when I when we finished I turned the soundtrack on <laughs> because I wanted to listen to the score I love love
0: that i'm a nerd um i don't i don't have to say it here do i like we all know what this cave looks like corey this movie is about sex corey
1: corey i'm mad at you because i thought it too (laughs) i wasn't going to admit it it's an, it's an unfortunate choice that we chose. If this is a real cliff and this is not a, a CGI created, it's an unfortunate choice that we made it look like a slit. <laughs> it's a,
0: I, I, look, I get that. I believe it's described in a similar manner in the book. Uh,
1: you might be right,
0: yeah. But I did not expect it to be quite so vulvular. <laughs> <laughs> is that a word
1: by whatever for our podcast it is i i didn't want to think that i just it kind of but it ruined for me like the drama of the moment i'm like holy shit they're on this rock so far away and they're about to go into this cave that's a vagina and, yeah and then they flip to that i'm like oh no oh and then i thought it was just my perverted mind so at least uh we're on the same page there
0: but nope, uh, this movie is only about sex that's all that happens in this movie lord so the two of them look on at this giant Volva. harry with uncertainty and perhaps a bit of fear <laughs> God. enters the dumbledore, dumbledore is almost like has an eager look on his face this is getting weird uh in the last few moments of this clip uh we get a glimpse of the two of them inside the cave yeah. and that is where we leave it this week i hate you
1: now we're going the vagina because I'm
0: right <laughs> 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 it has an antechamber
1: okay <laughs> we could go on to describe and we're gonna get to the center um Woo! i will say like i said like the music does a lot of great work in this movie like if there's ever something and hey, you remember the um farewell to aragog like i'm sorry that i know the names of all of these <laughs> scores because i am a nerd and i do listen yeah to
0: this. i wasn't um, gonna say anything about that but um proud of you <laughs>
1: Listen, when I'm at work, this is what I listen to. I listen to movie scores, okay? So it's not my fault that I happen to know (laughs) the names of these things. And like the next one's called In Fury and the Firestorm. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, Nicholas Hooper, it's just like, it's a great, it's a great song. It's a great, like, it's giving you the anticipation and also like, it feels almost like waves crashing to like how driving the music is. I don't know. It's just good. I just, the music, good, music, good. Cave gross. music
0: good <laughs> cave <girl>. music good
1: <laughs> cave slit gross <laughs> anyway
0: whatever fuck it
1: well, do you have questions for me oh god i hate the word slit
0: what are you going to steal and keep for yourself like a gaunt family heirloom <laughs>
1: um i'd say the music But i already like professed my love for that too long so i said um the outfits in the flashback scene right on I just have yeah. never noticed them before, and I like really liked like the little cuts in Tom's suit, and I like the cute bow tie that Slekhorn was wearing. Like, I love, oh. a <laughs> love a jaunty tie. Love a jaunty <laughs> tie. What would you keep like a a family heirloom of the Gaunts?
0: I am going to keep that whole scene. I think it was well written. I think it was well blocked. I think it was well performed. Yes. Um, fully agree with just a couple of exceptions, but hey, that's okay. Loved it okay um what are you gonna finally give away after years of keeping it locked in your brain like slughorn
1: (laughs) (laughs) you went for it i'm proud of you uh what i would get rid of the you need to shave and you look old combo i'm like just nothing feels genuine between these two and i'm sad about that i wish we had more of like a rapport of like you're really heartbroken
0: i hate it yeah it's upsetting They didn't actually establish a connection between the two of them, and it's a bummer.
1: Yeah. What would you uh, give away, like a memory, the end of an ET stick?
0: I am going to do my classic cutting of an omission. Oh. I I want the story of Voldemort manipulating his uncle, killing his father, and turning the ring into a horcrux. I (gasps) want to know all of that.
1: Yes. Ooh, yes. like the whole story of the guy from the
0: ministry coming and then he is attacked by morphin and then all yeah like there's just so there's such a fun story there and then he goes and kills his dad and his grandma and grandpa and then he hides the ring in the hut god damn it (laughs)
1: yeah Oh, God. And can you imagine, like, what a fun scene you walk in and you like, hello, daddy? <laughs> like, grandma?
0: <laughs> grandma?
1: Goodbye. Like, what a fun fucking... Goodbye! Like... <laughs> Did you just become Winifred Sanderson? <laughs> hello, Salem! <laughs> Don't you ever doubt my skills. Don't you ever. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, what a great fucking scene or memory or, like, more insight into Voldemort. And so we get creepy I can make people hurt and then manipulative Voldemort and that's it.
0: Like, I want to see murder of Voldemort, fuck it. I want to see murder of Voldemort. Yeah. Ugh, I feel, like I have and Then like, I like there's him. there's so much depth to that scene too. He then uh, obliviates Morphin and puts a false memory in his head. Yes. And gets him to confess to the murders that he just committed. And Morphin and... goes to Azkaban for the rest of his life because of it. It's yeah. a whole thing, it's a whole thing.
1: Whole thing, shit. All right, do you have a puke for us this week?
0: I do. Let's do it. Uh, it's a little dark. We're going to get dark. My favorite. So, how do you make a horcrux? And also, who came up with this shit?
1: <laughs> I wonder both those things. Yes.
0: Do you have an idea?
1: Satan? Satan? And then- <laughs> I mean, like, look at all these movies that you watch where they have demonic dolls and <laughs> Annabelle and like things that have souls that are malicious that are trapped inside of them. But then, yeah, how do you get the soul actually inside of it? What does that process look like?
0: I Yeah. I how clue. does this work? How mm-hmm. we do that? Mm-mm. I got nothing. Well, we know that the author is famously tight-lipped about it Um, and says, I can't, like, we'll say things like. That's not something I'll even discuss, or it's too terrible. I won't tell you about it. Uh, Well, the internet has other things to say. So (laughs) we don't actually know the details. Again, the author has refused to speak on it. But what we do know is that the first person or wizard to meddle with such dark and disgusting and ooky spooky magic was Herpo the Fowl of Ancient Greece. Now, being that he's the first, it's entirely possible that he created the process as well as the incantation. But again, nothing is certain. We don't know. But here's what we do know a vessel of some sort, either living or inanimate, is prepared in some way with dark magic. Dark magic, excuse me. Once the soul is split, aka a murder has been committed, a Powerful incantation is used to transport that piece of the soul into the desired object, severing it from the body and placing it inside of a, a chosen vessel. Now, the internet really loves to come up with some disgusting shit <laughs> okay, that really need imagine. to happen in this process. I'm going to skate over those for the most part, but a couple of like really disgusting ones that uh, were brought up were like, cannibalism and necrophilia sorry and blood magic uh, there are all these ideas that oh. uh in order to actually do it you have to in some way hmm, defile do disgusting things to the victim i, I never like, got that
1: i was thinking more like a funnel <laughs> like you funnel <laughs>
0: that's yep. as dark as i go Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the funnel. Why, why, why not a funnel? Um, I would be okay with the conversations about blood magic. The other ones go a little bit too far for me. The bodies are mentioned in multiple cases, uh, where horcruxes were made, uh, to, you know, not have a mark on them. And so, you know, obviously with cannibalism or necrophilia, there would probably be evidence on the body uh, that those kind of things had happened. But let's go past there. Uh, From there, we land in a very gray area. Voldemort is the only wizard known to have created more than one Orcrux. And as a result, there are a lot of unanswered questions. (laughs) Like that nobody probably knows the answers to because we are playing with, you know, the very limits of magic as humans or as wizards know it to be. And we're also playing with like fundamentals of magic and severing a soul and committing the ultimate evil act of murder. But some fun questions that come to mind, this one in particular, if there are six Horcruxes which eventually you know we just talked about recently there are actually 7 but anyway uh he originally intends to split his soul 7 times or mm-hmm. into 7 pieces so he splits it 6 times correct um, he ends up doing it an additional time unknowing whatever so if there are 6 horcruxes could he return from death 5 times is that kind Ooh. of what's feel like a but, cat but,
1: with 9 lives right 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 <laughs> a cat
0: with 9 lives or are we is it like a, a purchase a ticket for entry. Like uh, the cost is one Horcrux, but if you think about it, his resurrection didn't actually require the use of a Horcrux. Correct. Right. There was no Horcrux at his resurrection. So if you don't have to use one as payment in some way to return, you don't have to burn one up in order to like go on to your next of your nine lives, whatever. Mm -hmm. Are they really just an anchor to the mortal realm, a piece of this soul Residing outside of the body. So if the body is destroyed, this rest of the soul, the spirit, however you want to describe it, can't move on to the next plane of existence it's because insurance. it is anchored here by this other piece. So in theory, now his soul is in seven pieces and it's anchored in six different places to the mortal realm. It's very weird to think about. And there's like, a, a lot of meta going on in here. And also in theory, if you did have to use one to return, would that mean that more than one Voldemort could return?
1: That's my other thing. Like, so, could he
0: have a team of seven of himself to take on the world? Like,
1: Or would he need to collect them like Pokemon to become the most powerful version? Like, <laughs> <he is good?
0: laughs> Do they just absorb into each other? Because there are a lot of theories about uh, like the library or the library, excuse me the diary yeah and how you know young tom riddle literally comes out of that that is not voldemort being resurrected that is a horcrux taking on a corporeal form that mm-hmm. is a piece of his soul taking on a corporeal form could the other five do that and what if young tom riddle had succeeded in killing jenny and coming back to life in corporeal form are there there's now just a 17 year old Voldemort in addition to the uh, ex-age Voldemort spirit that's just hanging out here that's going to be resurrected two years later.
1: Yeah it's Loki. Did you watch Loki? I did. The different variants of Loki. Yes
0: the different variants of Loki but they're all (laughs) existing in the same reality. So So it's again there's unfortunately there's really no answer here because we we don't know he's the only one to do it And thankfully, his Horcruxes were destroyed. Thankfully. So we can't really test the theory. But interesting, interesting to think about. A lot of weird shit happening there. Again, like famously, it's not described. There's, I I think, a a book that Hermione finds that's like magic most evil Mm -hmm. that says, has a line that's like, of the Horcrux, uh, we won't even speak on it. And she goes, why mention it then? (laughs)
1: All right. Well, that was, I like, it's dark, but it's also just interesting. I like the how the horc- horcruxes get made. It's pretty cool. It's a good question. I like it. All right. Well, follow us on all the socials, on the TikTok, the YouTube, the Instagram, and rate and review us, please, wherever you get your podcast, so other people can find our rantings. And God bless, Corey. I love you. I will see your little face next week.
0: Love you. See you. Bye. This, it was a stretch like, it's fine <laughs>
1: this isn't important but that the moment <laughs> this is so dumb and you're the moment that laughs at this when slughorn does have the memory on the tip of his wand this wand's lit up <laughs> and it's coming towards the vial or whatever all i could think of was et when et's finger lights up
0: i was gonna say it kind of looked like sperm but here we are
1: <laughs> oh boy you are on a roll
0: this movie is about sex I, I go on about you okay